3: what's good wizards fans it's your host the real Ed oliver my guy brandon scott the wizards lose a close one 105 to the miami heat to 105 to 113 we're gonna break it down let's get to it
0: you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network
2: your team every day
3: Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. We just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. So it feels good to be back with you guys. Two days off, you know, it's the holiday week, but we're back with Wizards basketball I um, just want to say happy Thanksgiving happy holidays to everybody that celebrates the holiday. Um, if you don't, hopefully you guys have the day off and you guys enjoy that. But we're gonna break down this Wizards game. So, Brandon, what was the biggest reason that the Wizards lost this game? Do you think it was turnovers being out rebounded, three point shooting, the Miami Heat zone, all of the above? What were your thoughts?
4: All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> I mean that first half, they, they were on the moon with that zone defense. They couldn't they couldn't penetrate the zone defense. It was just they they had their way with our offense. They shut us down. Um turnovers were terrible, man. 14 turnovers a night. It was it was just sloppy basketball. It was um it was a team loss. <laughs> you know, the, it was just you know, the bright spots were, you know, Kuz and kp struggled from the three-point line, but they did contribute, you know, third 33 points, seven rebounds. So coos played well, you know, even when he Kind of struggles from behind three. He still had a solid outing, thirty-three points. Uh, like I said, KP twenty-one points, seven rebounds. So they played decent, but you know, overall, it was just very sloppy. Uh, missing wide open threes. We gave up too many pain uh paint points to the Heat. Uh, Gafford foul troubles. You know, KP got in foul trouble. So you know, Adebayo, or uh, Adibaya. Um, yeah, you know, he was able yeah. to, you know, he was able to do, you know, do whatever he wanted because just foul trouble with our bigs. Uh first half, there's no energy. You know, the first half it was just we had no energy. Then the Miami just they out hustled us. Uh 3 poor defense again was a problem. Uh let's see, could get stops. That was the biggest. Uh, if I'm gonna pinpoint one thing, it would be it. We couldn't get stops. We just couldn't, you know, the equivalent would be getting off the field on third downs in football. We just could get the stops, man. You know, it is they killed us. There was a lot of energy tonight with Miami. You know, Lowry did his thing. Hero Tyler Hero did his thing. And Martin, Caleb Martin, did whatever he wanted from the three-point line. So, yeah, again, this was a, a team loss.
3: Definitely, yeah. It took us the whole half to figure out how to play against the zone. And Miami, he, they just did the same thing a couple of days ago when we beat them, when they didn't have Bam, they didn't have Hero, they didn't have Gabe Vincent. Um, they had those guys tonight. And I, I still think it was a very winnable game. I'm very dis- – I hate to blame the refs. Um, I just wasn't a big fan of that call where Bam and Bio slapped uh, Porzingis' arm. Um, and they reversed the call. I thought that was ridiculous, but that's not the reason why we lost the game. Um, th- I thought they settled too much for threes. Uh, early in the shot, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Porzingis. Kyle Kuzma was getting to the basket at will. He had a couple of and ones down the stretch. They couldn't stop him getting, getting to the basket. They couldn't stop Porzingis when he was posting up, shooting the turnaround jumper as well. Um, Guys were getting to the basket. Will Barton, even when Todd Gibson was in there shooting shoot the mid-range shots. So the, the mid-range shot was working for them and they just kept selling for threes. We shot 26% from the three-point line, 10 for 38 from the three-point line. Kuz was pretty darn bad from the three-point line. Two for 13 from the three-point line. Porzingis was off from the three-point line. Two for nine. They actually they actually pushed the pace a little bit, brought the ball up. Jordan Goodwin got to the got into the middle of the defense and made a pass to Kyle Kuzma for a dunk, and then we had a nice um, back uh, backdoor cut for Porzingis, and we were beating the zone finally, and they actually got the lead at one point, and they cut the lead to two, or cut Miami's lead to two at one point. So it was a very winnable game with two minutes left, even one minute left, even within one minute, one minute to go. It was still a winnable game. We were down by what? Almost 20 points at one point. It looked like it was going to get ugly and be a blowout. We were down by 21, um, but they rallied back. Um, like, like you said, turnovers, transition defense, not getting back on defense, not defending the three point line. Uh, Tyler Hero hurt us down the stretch. We just couldn't guard him on the screen and roll with Cody Martin or Caleb Martin and uh he was knocking down that the three he was knocking down the three off off a of pick and pop but he did make a, a crazy kind of lucky three off the backboard which hurt but like you said when we needed stops we just couldn't get him down a stretch and free throws we a lot of we left a lot of points on the board 11 for 19 from the three from the free throw line 57% you're just not going to win a lot of games playing that kind of way you can't start off like they did they started off well moving the ball and then Miami was like hey we're just going to go back to this zone and we just look like chickens with our heads cut off we just don't know how to play against his own, and they finally figured it out in the second half and then they came back um but it was they just weren't able to keep that lead when they when they got when they went up by 1 or went up by 2 at that one point um so yeah it, it's it's a loss you're going to look back on where you're very frustrated and it, it was a winnable game without bill without rui without monte morris Kuzma had 33 points but he he needed to get to the basket and we just settled for too many threes Early in the shot, like down the stretch, when we were getting to the basket, it was working.
4: Yeah, and that, can, that continues to be a problem. You know, these quick shots, and KP is the worst for it. Him and Barton, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're yeah. quick to shoot those jumpers. They rely too much on jumpers. And, you know, Kuz can be bad for that, too. But, I mean, if you look at his bench, which I think is also an issue, you know, Barton did well tonight, thirteen points, seven rebounds, uh, 7 assists. excuse me. But other than that, that was it. This bench, I mean, no, let me say this. Uh, Taj came in, and he it was instant offense. It was instant energy. So mm-hmm. you could very well see Taj take minutes away from Gaffer because again tonight, nine minutes. He got four points and he had a good uh he had that one slam. Um, I believe it was the first quarter where uh, mm-hmm. they dished it to him. But other than that, he just he got into foul trouble, so he didn't, you know, he was in and out of the lineup, and even KP he got into foul trouble. So that's why Bam was able to stay on the floor and do a lot of damage in the paint because both our bigs had foul trouble tonight. But again, that this bench outside of Barton was very underwhelming gafford again nine minutes you know he just continues to be the guy from the outside looking in on on the rotations with west and it's just you know like you know we keep saying this, especially with it going to that time of the year for rumors of trades and, and moves mm-hmm. you can't help to think you know gafford might be on his way out of dc because it's just you continue to see you know seven to ten minutes every night and when he's in he's just foul issues the same issues you know mistakes it's just you know, What can you really expect from Gaff right now? Really go for the rest of the year. What are the expectations for Gaff? Mm. You know the injuries. You know when you when you are playing without Bill and Morris and Rui, so you know your scoring is going to take a dip. You know none of the three are really known for the defense, so I you know I expected better defense with this team because like I said, none of those three guys are known for the defense anyways. But you know like like we said earlier, it was a team loss. It was just the two guys who did well shot very poorly, but they kept going. You know they kept. And this, this is what you want to see from Kuz and KP. They keep us in games. That It was a tale of two different halves. That first half, we had no energy. We just kind of, they, they blew us out. That's the third quarter. We got some energy. We brought the game close. So this was actually a very winnable game. I think mm-hmm. that fourth quarter, we made mistakes. And this was a very winnable game. But the good thing is, this is the first of a two-game homestand for the, the Heat, as far as playing us. So we play them again Friday night. So, uh, you know, will Wes make his adjustments? We'll see.
3: Definitely, yeah, Offensive rebound really hurt. The, the Heat had 14 offensive boards. We, we, we only had seven. Uh, we got our rebound to 53 to 43. But we're going to talk more about Gaff and maybe the center rotation. But before we do get to that, uh, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to getting your to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is
2: Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor,
3: State Farm is there. Today's episode is also brought to you by Locked On Sports Today. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide on Sports today available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so what are your thoughts on Taj Gibson getting minutes um, and Gafford not getting any minutes in the second half at all?
4: I think it was the right move by West. I think Taj came in instant, instant offense, instant energy, leadership on the floor. It was a much needed move. I think that was probably the best move he made tonight as far as rotations because Gafford just ain't it, man. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to give you a shout out, man. You know, on Twitter, you said um, <laughs> to, to this point, he has not progressed. And, and mm-hmm. if you look at him, his progression over, you know, the seasons he's been here, he's the same player. He's just he's, he's he tends to be very one dimensional. You know, there's a lot of threat. And at times he can defend the paint. But when he goes against Bam out of bios of the world, he's clearly unmatched. It's just what is I mean, it's <laughs> what, what are they going to do with him? You know, because, mm-hmm. it you know, going to an extension, you got to get him playing time. And if not, you got to move him. It's just straight up. You know, they, they, what is it, $13 million against his cap next yeah. year? I mean, you're going to pay $13 million to a guy you barely play? I, I think he's on his way out. It's just we, we say it time and time again, man. The NBA is a perimeter-driven league. You know, you've got guys like KP who can step out. Like, out buy can hit him when, if he needs to. Now, is that his forte now? But most bigs now, from the Joel Embiid's to whoever, can shoot the – three-point shot you know he's he's, he's, he's a dinosaur man he, that traditional big is just not happening in the nba anymore you know and you saw another traditional big uh, dead, uh deadman tonight which mm-hmm. you saw how limited he was you know outside of the paint he was not effective for the heat so you know just i just i don't see the vision of what they're going to do with gaff because nine ten minutes just ain't going to do and when he's on the court he, he's clearly struggling you know he, the, the mistakes so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Gav going towards the deadline. It really is, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah, I put on Twitter that he's regressed. I mean, yeah, like he's he has not really improved since he's gotten here. I mean he he's only as good as his point guard is. He has to get buckets that are you know manufactured for him or easy baskets, lobs, layups, dunks. Um, that's the only way he can really score getting the offensive rebounds right now he he got he, he kind of got bullied by bam out of bio. Uh, when he was in there, there was a bunch of offensive rebounds. Like we couldn't rebound at all when Gafford was in there, unfortunately. Um, and Todd Gibson, he's in there, he's rebounding, he's setting screens properly. I don't know what it, what happened with Gortat or whatever Gortat was teaching Gafford, but you know it just hasn't gone well setting screens. It, it hasn't gone well rebounding the ball either. Um, so it's unfortunate. Yeah, and you, I was like, hey, I, I agree with Wes. You're just gonna have, you're gonna have to play Todd Gibson, and um, also yes, the trade deadline it will be here before you know it in February and. If Gaffer's not on the rotation, then there's no point of paying him thirteen million dollars if you're not going to utilize his skill set or put a point guard in there that can get to the paint and get easy baskets for him. Or if he's if he's that reliant on a point guard to score or be effective, then you know thirteen million dollars it's 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 just not cost effective. You, you're going to have to move him, and then you, you'd probably play Todd Gibson or maybe even Vernon Carey or another big or sign another free agent big that's out there that that can be useful or. You're just gonna have to go small ball. Cause right now, I mean, looking on Twitter too, people are comparing him to Javel McGee. I, I, they both have the same skill set where they're super athletic. They can jump out of the gym, but yes, they they make Shaq in the full moments. You know, it, it just happens with these guys. I think Gafford has a lot of potential, but um yeah, he hasn't really he hasn't really developed a mid-range shot, no pick and pop action. I, I just don't see it right now. And when you're not rebounding. Because even not not just Bam and Bio but Nick Richards too. Nick Richards from the Hornets was pushing him around, um, and getting all of his rebounds. So it, it's it's other other big. Almost every night there's a big that's that's pushing Gaffin around. So yeah, he's slowly but surely getting out of the rotation, and and it, it's getting rough for him. So, um, but on a positive note, I thought Denny showed some signs tonight. He um, had 12 points, 10 assists, nine boards. Almost had a triple-double. He had had a double-double. He did look confident in the first half, but he had a step-back three and um, made a floater, made an and-one as well. But on the flip side, he did pass up a lot of open shots and opportunities where I thought he should have been more aggressive. Uh, What were your thoughts on the way he played tonight?
4: I'm glad you said something because I, I, I was about to say something. Denny, he played well tonight. Like you said, almost got a triple double. But the one positive thing I got out of this game was I liked seeing him bring the ball up. Mm-hmm. I thought he I thought he played well bringing the ball up. His his, his vision really um showed till it showed too much because <laughs> you know like you said there was times where he had an open lane. You know you, you saw a lack of um aggression tonight. You know he was passing the ball a little too much, but you know he's he's got to take those opportunities to drive lane and draw fouls, and that's really been the only thing we. have Asked for him to work on was him driving and being more aggressive. But on the flip side, I liked his performance. Twelve points, like you know, like we always say, he's not dependent on, upon to be a big catalyst on offense. So if you can get twelve to fifteen points, that that is a blessing. You know, nine rebounds, ten assists. So he played well tonight. He played real well tonight. But it, you know, you can see also that his confidence is building. He's, he's getting more confident. He really is. You know, he you know again passing too much. But I think that is also a sign of being very. Very, uh, you know, he's just he, – he, the vision shows. So, like I said, he, he did well tonight. I'm not going to take too much away from Denny, but I think when you have the opportunity to drive, definitely drive because, you know, you got to get those free throws. And getting on free throws, Lord have mercy. We shot 11 from 19, 57% mm-hmm. in the free throw line. And that continues to be an issue. We have to hit free throws. Now, if you take those eight points we missed at the free throw line, we win this – what is it? Tie game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's that simple, man. You know we those eight points ties the game. I mean that's how pivotal free throws are. So we've definitely got to show up free throws. And and again, defense, Lord man. I mean the defense just. <laughs> I mean the the perimeter defense. Caleb Martin was cooking us. Mm. I mean he was he was hitting shots with people <laughs> with people's hands in his face, man. I mean Lowry again shows why he was such a hot commodity come from Toronto. He's a floor general. He. Man, I hate to say this, but th- we need a Kyle Lowry. We need a floor general. That is exactly what we need. Kyle Lowry is a floor general, man. He, he, or- he orchestrates an offense, and it, and it clearly shows, man. Even without Jimmy Butler, he, he orchestrated the offense. So it was just, it was you know, from a perspective of an opposing fan, it was, it was cool to watch an, an offense be orchestrated like that. But a Tyler hero, shooting lights out, man. So the perimeter defense has to get better. We've got to get better. We've got to get back on the ball. We've got to defend the paint. This is just, you know, we're just not a consistently good defensive team. You mm-hmm. know, we'll have stretches where we're pretty good, and then we'll have stretches where we have totally forgotten what we're doing. So
3: definitely. No, hundred you hit the nail on the head. We just we just don't have a stay we don't have stability at the point guard position. Um, I think if we want to compete, then yeah, we're gonna have to make a move for a point guard. I just don't know how they will acquire one. Um, I know Tommy Shepard, of course, he loves um is So I think that's a guy that Tommy Shepard would definitely try to go after. But they need a, they need some stability. I know when Delon Wright comes back, that will certainly help. Um Monte Morris, he just hasn't lived up to the expectation this season from the offseason. Um, but we we do need we need somebody that can provide some stability and get some guys to open looks and open shots and, and get into the paint and penetrate. Um Barton was better. Uh Gill provided some good minutes. He made a tough layup. Um, and just quickly on Johnny Davis, he just still he's still not, you know, he's not looking for his own shot. He's just really passive out there. Um, in the G League, he looks aggressive. But in the NBA games, he's just not looking to score. He has open shots and he's just ready to pass it up. But um, before we do get to the comments and then if, Brandon, you have anything to add on Johnny Davis, um, we do have a quick word from Brandon for about sweat block.
4: Yes, sir. Before I get into the go guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. Now, sweat is an issue that I have. A bigger guy who likes to work out. Sweat Block gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing sweat. Sweat Block wipes were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. And if anybody knows about sweat, it's firefighters. So definitely check it out. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor by Sweat Block, save, please, save 20% with promo code Locked On at sweatblock.com.
0: Made Charles Barkley the first black president. Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Today
4: podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps in the take of the day available on odyssey app youtube wherever you get podcasts so getting back on the go, guys this is another thing i was thinking about we've got to give more minutes to vernon carey and isaiah todd we got to see what we got with them you know with, with uh dang with gafford struggling and with todd you know uh, you know what do you expect out of Taj? now his leadership shows his instant ops, you know offense shows but you're only going to get so much from Taj Gibson at his age at this point in his career. So my question for you is do you, if you're Wes or even Tommy, do you give Vernon and Isaiah Todd some playing time and see what you got in them?
3: I can see Vernon just because Gaff is just not providing much. He, he's given up offensive boards. You know, he's not providing much on the offensive side of the ball. He's you know, he had two fouls, two quick fouls. Um, and he's, you know, not setting screens well. Um, so he he's just been really disappointing. I, I think it's it's not all his fault. I do think some of the roster construction, he just needs a point guard to set him up and get easy baskets, and manufacture baskets for him. Um, but I, I can see Vernon, but Isaiah Todd. Um, I don't know about Isaiah Todd. I think he still, I think he still needs a year of development. I think he still needs a year of development to contribute. And then when Rui comes back and Brad comes back, come back. And then DeLon come back. I don't see much time for those guys, to be honest, because that will be – it will be, what, a 10-11-man rotation with Jordan Goodwin coming out there and playing. Yeah. Um, but I think Vernon Carey – I like what Vernon Carey's done. I like what Isaiah Todd has done so far in the G League. Um, they really need to bring up Quentin Jackson. That's the one guy I really want to see play. Um, but they they just – we have a lot of guard – we have a lot of two guards on the roster. Um, and Chris Dunn is a guy that I've been begging for to – for them to, to play him or sign him to, to a contract. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – I like Isaiah Todd, I think he has a lot of potential, but I just think he's a year away right now. I think he needs to get to, just like Gaffer needs to get in the weight room. I think Isaiah Todd needs to get stronger and get in the weight room as well. Um but yeah, they can try him out and play him in a lot. like right now they're they're playing Johnny, like they're giving him the last two minutes of the first quarter, the last two minutes of the third or whenever he came in it was it was the second quarter. or actually, I think he came in the first quarter. I gotta look at when they put him in the in the game. But I, maybe, yeah, you could try Isaiah Todd and throw him in there. If, if Bill is out and Rui's out again and Monte's like out again, then okay, let's see what I, I think. Maybe you can give Isaiah Todd two minutes th- at the end of the half, right before the end of halftime. See what he can do. See what, just depending on the way the game is going. But right now, I, I don't see any time for those guys. Maybe Vernon Carey just because the backup center position, we just don't have a lot of depth there right now.
4: Dang, no love for Todd.
3: Man, but, <laughs> hey, you know, I can dig it, man. You know, no, I like Todd. Baltimore's own man. You know, I'm room for him. <laughs> yes, sir.
4: I mean, I like his athleticism, man. I like the fact that he can shoot. You know, like you said, he's a tweener. He, You know, he's got to gain some weight, you know, especially at the four position. He's got to be able to muscle it out. But I mean, with four guys out and with Gafford not getting consistent minutes, I think you got to at least give them some at least five minutes. See what they you know, just give them some playing time. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> You know, you might as well because this team is in is in the transition, and these next couple of months are going to prove which arrow of a transition we go up or down. Because you know, we said it time and time again, man. You know, we've got how many guys on expiring contracts? You know, Barton expiring contract. You got KP and Kuz both on player options. You know, you've got reports that you know, look, LA is looking at Bill. And Bill, he's got the L.A. glitter in his eye, man. So I'm just saying, you know, these next couple of months are really going to prove where this team is going, because you could easily, you know, it's like last offseason when Tommy went and got KP. You could see another kind of under the radar, you know, move to try to bolster this team. But, you know, how many times you could put lipstick on a pig and think, you know, I mean, come on. You know, we are where we are at this point. And, you know. You, I just, I, it's really tough to predict, man, because this team's got to make a lot of choices. You know, we're ten and we're ten and eight right now, and we have injuries. And you know, if it, it it goes on. We get we're ten to ten and ten and fifteen and ten to twenty. You know, we might start making moves. And you know, I'm yeah, trying to be. I don't optimist. think it will be that bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be an optimist, man. You know, because I think I still think this is a really good team. This is still a winnable game. And, and even when we play like crap, we these are still winnable games. So there is. Still, some optimism. Now, I know a lot of fans, man, especially on Twitter, letting this team have it, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let the team have it. So, but there is optimism, you know, Goodwin, underwhelming, but you got to love his energy. I mean, he just he has an energy that he really has more energy than anybody on the court. Mm. I mean, he's just a, a, a spark plug, man. So, I just, I, I'm still optimistic, man. I think this is still a really good team, but we got to figure out a, a direction because, again, another player, Rui. You know, he's, he's going into a restricted free agency. So there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. And if you're trying to get Kuz and KP to stay in D.C. long term, they've got to they've got to make a consolidation trade. And that's just I'm telling you, they've got to make a move because there's too many guys in the same same position. It's just it's too much an influx. And, you know, when these guys come back, depth is going to be an issue. People are going to be fighting for minutes. and There's going to be mm-hmm. some issues. So we've got to we've got to make a move.
3: Yeah. yeah it was similar similar to last year where it's just too many guys the rotation and they started showcasing guys right before the trade deadline um, I don't see any chemistry issues <coughs> issues going on with this team because it's just different personalities than what they had last year uh but yeah I, I definitely see what you're saying where it's just too many cooks in the kitchen uh too many guys you know only one ball to go around uh, not a lot of minutes to go around a lot of guys at the same position contract years. Guys trying to get paid, so I, I definitely understand that too. Um, but I, I do think Delon Wright—they say that he'll be reevaluated in three weeks from now. Um, so that's a good amount of games for him to still miss. And like you said, from the, I don't think they'll be ten and twenty or anything like that. But um, they they are going to miss him. I think Jordan Goodwin has stepped up. He's played well. He didn't have his best game tonight, but I thought he contributed. Will Barton had his better had a way better game. This is Will Barton's best game by far. Because he's really been struggling. Um he, he just he's been he hasn't been shooting the ball well at all. Uh there was one stat that I found on Will Barton how bad, how bad, how shooting, how bad he's been shooting the basketball. Um I'm pulling up right now. Just give me a second, so I can find oh yeah. Lowest field goal percentage among players with 50 plus field goal attempts in November. Um the worst is Reggie Bullock with 25%. Tim Hardaway Jr. 30%. Will Barton is the is, is third worst, shooting 32.9% um, out of 220 players. He's 218th out of 220. That's how bad Will Barton has been shooting the ball uh, so far this season. So that he shot the ball way better this year. 13 points, seven assists, seven boards. He contributed. And he had a nice steal, too. Corey Kispert, him guarding Tyler Hero was just a tough matchup. Tyler Hero, he, he got the best of him towards the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, guys like Gaff, Will Barton, you know, we'll we'll see what happens uh, before the trade. They they just got to get a point guard in here, somebody that can handle the ball. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to comments here. And, and like you said, with the direction, their goal is to make the playoffs, make the plan or the playoffs. Like Ted said, they'll never ever tank, so that's that's the only direction they're going to go. So they got to do what they can to win. I, I think I think they've they've this team. They're still somewhat of a. I think we know who they are, but you look at the the games that they have won. A lot of guys have been out. And there's been guys that have been out on our side, too. Like, we keep getting these fortunate breaks with Jimmy Butler being out. And um, we played the Grizzlies without John Morant. We played played the Mavericks without Christian Wood. We played a lot of teams where guys have been out. The Bulls without Zach Levine. The Pacers without Miles Turner. So, it's just been so many games where guys have been out. Um, And then, like I said, Johnny Davis just looked a little – he looked a little shell-shocked. But he did have two blocks.
4: Well, I think the injuries has been a league-wide thing. You see a lot Mm -hmm. of teams are missing their stars. You know, if you look at Philly, they were without Embiid. Yeah. Um. You know, and James Hart. I mean, there's a lot of injuries going around in this league. So, you know, everybody's kind of fighting the injury bug. And mm-hmm. I get that. You know, Bill being out, it, we felt that. Monte, I don't know how much we felt that, but we did. And Rui, you know, Rui's played solid this year. So, And, and of course, uh, DeLon Wright. So, these are key guys that are out. So, you know, with these four guys being out and still being in the position to win the game, that's why I still – have optimism for this team because kuz and kp have shown that they can take that leadership role and you know so i'm not i don't think it's time to panic yet i really don't i think we can readjust i think if west is willing to readjust we can get that dub friday night because like i said we already know what we're going to get from this team so Mm -hmm.
3: right um pink differences first half rebound problem no box out no cooperation and offense kuz and kp with the yeah, they, they got they out out tough. They got bullied at times. I think Gaffer was a part of the problem. I'm not blaming it at all on Gaff, but he there was a stretch where he struggled in the first half where Bam out of bio, kept getting offensive rebounds, and Caleb Martin was getting offensive rebounds. Um, Miriam says, happy holidays, guys. Any way to share the post-game press conference when it starts? If it didn't finish, lead pass only shows the game in Israel. Um. I'm not sure. I, I think if you're talking about the Wizards game pro- press conference, I think they um, they showed on the Wizards YouTube channel or on the Wizards Twitter. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know they they post like a recap on there. Yeah,
4: yeah I believe they uh, they show a recap on the YouTube channel for the yeah. Wizards.
3: Definitely. And I, happy holidays to you too, Mirums. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, um, Kaven says, is it me or does it seem like KP and Danny play timid? KP doesn't play like a big man, and Denny plays with butterfingers and soft. Um, he also says Todd should have played longer. Uh, what are your thoughts, Brandon? I I, I don't want to call Denny
4: soft, because I don't think he's soft. I think it's just he doesn't. he's a young player that doesn't know when to, to make that switch, to turn the switch on. But he's shown that he has aggression, that he can be, have that dog in him. He, he showed it in the past, so I don't think he's a soft player. I, I just think that he's still trying to figure out who he is as a player, whether he wants to be a distributor, once he wants to be a scorer. you know, once he figures out his role, I think he's going to go full steam ahead and he's going to do his thing. So I, no, nah, I, I think Denny's he's all right. You know, obviously he needs to work on the shot, but I don't think it's a timid thing. Now, you know, the night, you know, the lack of aggression show, you know, he should have drove the paint, you know he, he, mm-hmm. you know, he kept passing the ball out, you know, <laughs> so he's got to He's got to drive the paint, but, no, I don't think KP and Denny are timid or soft. Now, I think KP, you know, just like Gaff, these bigger bigs can't push him around. Tonight, Bam pushed them around. Bam yeah. did whatever he wanted to paint. So, I don't think it's so much soft as that they're finesse guys. So, you know, they go against these guys that, man, they, they like to eat, man. Look, <laughs> they're going to eat. So, you know, Bam, he was rocking. So, you know, I think that's what the issue is. They got to add some weight going into the offseason. But I think once they figure out what the roles are and
3: they, they gain that weight, I, I think they're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. yeah denny he's very finesse um he's starting to figure out how to finish around the rim he's starting to pump fake more and gather himself where he really struggled with that last year he did get a shot blocked twice tonight um and for some reason he's just he just thought a little too much i think he's just thinking too much and he was really in playmaking mode he was looking to pass pass and get assists. i think he had 10 assists he almost had a triple double um, but he's he's just got to be more aggressive. He's got to go up strong. He's got to use his body. He has to finish through contact and learn how to use his body against a defender. I think that's something that he struggles with for sure. So I wouldn't call him soft. I think, like like you said, Brandon, I think he's very very finesse, um, and he's still learning how to finish through contact. So he really has improved. There's a lot of times where he should just dunk the ball. I think he's athletic enough to dunk. I know his athleticism off of a standing jump is not. It's not very – he's not very – he's not an explosive leaper. It kind of does take him a little bit of time to gather up and get up. Like, Gafford is super explosive. Like, when he goes up, he just gets off the ground. Rui is the same way. Rui can get off the ground pretty quick. Where Denny just takes a little bit more time for him. But he's very finesse. KP is finessed, too. He's, he's a 7-for-3 guy that, that shoots threes and jumpers. That's the main part of his game. He's not going to bully anybody. He's not going to back – like, if you think he's going to play, like, Shaq or um, Dwight Howard with the magic – like you're just not getting that guy. He doesn't have that body frame either, or that body type. He's really lean, and I think he does settle for threes a little too much at times, where he should try to, you know, go down the post and and and, and dominate. So um, I get I get what Kevin is saying, but I like I wouldn't call him I wouldn't call him the s word. I wouldn't call him saw. I wouldn't take it that far. They're just very very finesse.
4: And I think that's why going into the season, we always wanted them to push the pace. You know, we always say push the pace, push the pace, because we have a lot of guys who are finesse. They can run. And I think that is a big reason. I think it's not the sole reason. It's like tonight is not on Gaff. You know, Gaff mm-hmm. had his shortcomings, but the loss is not on him. It's just not. And I think that if you look at the keys to the season, the the, the pace of play is, a, is one of the biggest issues we have. We're just not pushing the ball down the court fast enough. You know, like you said, KP's not a guy who's going to sit in the paint out muscle nobody he's that guy who you know he's had a three-point shot and he can drive but you know we've got to figure out our identity
3: yeah Definitely.
4: Seen. it's from garo they desperately need a point guard to set up teammates set the pace and much more much of the wrinkles in the game revolve around not having that floor general i, I totally agree you know going to this trade deadline we need a point guard we need a true point guard who can distribute and be a floor general like, you know, we said it tonight. We had a firsthand account of what a floor general is. That's Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's just a floor general. And a 3 and D wing. I, we need a true 3 and D. You know, an example would be like a Michael You know, Michael Bridges in Phoenix. You know, a guy who you're not really depending on him to score 10 to 15, but if you get it, it's a blessing. But a guy who shut down and really hit a consistent three-point shot. You know, and that's the one big thing that, that keeps uh, Denny from being a true 3 and D is he's missing that three part. <laughs> that's moving yeah. to winning the 3d wing so
3: <laughs> right yeah he's starting to shoot better from the three points so he's really improving last year he definitely struggled from the three so I, he's getting better and he's he's still hesitating on on shooting threes too he's still thinking too much and passing up shots so um but yeah we'll wrap it up here it's thanksgiving guys it's thanksgiving eve there's a lot of comments that are still there um We'll probably answer them on the next episode. We'll try to get to them, but there's so many. We just want to thank you guys. We're thankful for you guys tuning in and watching every single day, locked on yes, with us every day and night. We appreciate you guys. The show is just—it's nothing without you guys. So once again, we're just super, 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 super thankful. We hope you guys have a good Thanksgiving, eat really good, and are safe out there. We'll see you guys again. Um, either Friday night or Sunday night when they play against the Celtics. And we just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards. We'll be thankful for that as well. We're almost at 3,000 subscribers and leave a five-star review um, on the podcast as well. We'll be thankful for that as well. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.